got uh, a really great guest today um, coming in for a chat, Greg Lukey. Uh, Greg's an expert on all things 12-volt solar, uh, inverters, all the others. Um, and I'm seriously looking forward to this because Greg's going to put a lot of things at ease for our listeners out there in the RV tour um, about how and why and what we do in around 12-volt and uh, making your vehicle doesn't matter whether it's a motorhome, a caravan, a camper trailer, or your four-wheel drive into an off-grid solution. So get the right stuff from the start. It makes it easier for when you're out there and about, but simply just the best thing that we can do is discuss this, and you've got to get the right guy to talk. And, uh, you know, Greg is certainly by far one of the easiest listening guys to talk to, but, um, you know, he'll he'll put your mind at ease and show you where you are. So anyhow, Let's get underway, episode three, and it's all things 12 volt today on the RV tour. So welcome, and uh, we'll get into it, and we'll have a chat with Greg. Well, here we go. Greg Lukey, the man himself uh, from, from KT uh, Solar, um, AE4A, he's the national trainer uh, industry expert, as, as I call him, um, but most of all, just a general nice guy who knows a lot about solar panel and a lot about getting your solution off-grid for your, for your motorhome, your caravan, etc. So, Greg, welcome to the RV Tour, mate. Thanks, Lee. Pleasure to be here, mate. So, you've obviously been around the traps a little bit, so uh, and you've seen the world and, and, and how the world sort of looks at off-grid these days. So, I thought we'd have a chat about, you know what you need to do to, to do that, but also what goes into the, um, you know, the makings of getting the right panel and the, and the right regulators and batteries and all the other bits and pieces that come into it. And, and you being the expert, I thought, uh, you know, you'd share a little bit of insight on where it comes and how it comes. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. Well, I'll take you back a bit, Lee. I mean, um, ironically, I'd learnt most of my uh, solar knowledge or basically the thirst for solar in the Pacific Islands. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working for a, uh, a company that was um, wanting to put solar, recreational solar in the Pacific Islands. There was nine islands I went to, uh, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, Cook Islands, New Guinea, Tonga, Samoa, uh, you know, it went on and on. I went to every island except Tahiti. But what I did, I was working with the villagers who had very primitive solar yep. um, connected to um, very old batteries with connected coat hanger wires to run <laughs> um, to run very basic 12-volt freezers to put their fish in to feed their families. And it occurred to me I had to educate these people on mainly what we uh, would, would designate as proper cables and so, wiring. So, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. when, what time frame is this? How long ago is this? What oh, I went first up there in 2011. Oh, so it's not that long ago. Not that long ago, yeah. no, no, no. And um, I was in New Guinea, unfortunately, during a very turbulent time of a coup when the government was being challenged by the military. Yeah. So uh, I was getting around with my own security guard then. But more to the point, the villagers interested me greatly because the people of the Pacific, uh, unlike us, don't wear a watch and they don't care about time. They're very happy. They're very, they're very healthy. Yeah. And uh, they make do with what they have. And at that time, there was a lot of Chinese aid coming through, giving them batteries and solar, but no education. Yep, yep. So they were given these parts, but no, no knowledge to put it together. Yeah. So I, I got around there and I did a lot of education and came home. Um, basically, my love is recreational solar and refrigeration and batteries. And yes, 
I'm the guy that keeps your beers cold from the sun. I'm the guy that's popular in the caravan park when things go wrong. Because we find mainly it's user error. The yep. slightest, smallest little issue can become a major problem. Yep. So that's, that's where it started. Okay. It's where I'm entrenched. And my passion for solar, this wonderful thing called PV, photovoltaic, which is a natural phenomena given to us through science where we can convert sunlight into DC electricity and use it to recharge our batteries to run all of our creature comforts. Yep, while we're away. In your caravans, motorhome, campers, houses. So oh, I just absolutely love it. Yep. So so going back then to, to, you know, it's a little bit like the digital camera. You know, everyone said it's never going to, it's never going to get anywhere. And solar, when it first came, it was it was out there. It was you know it was a, a big expense to do it. Um, but the transition in what we're only sort of ten years. Well, yeah, it's now cost effective. The price came down because of the um, large manufacturing of monocrystalline panels. But another wonderful thing happened: the size of the footprint came down. Yep. So the engineers, when they select their cells. Uh, which are normally at half a volt each. There's 36 cells to a recreational panel. That's why you've got 36 by half a volt gives you 18 volts in full sunlight. Um, The size of the cells came down. So the footprint came down, and that relates directly to the real estate available on the rooftop of your camper, caravan, etc. Correct. So more panels, more power. Yep. And I'd like to touch on that later, Lee, because there's a right and wrong way to do that, yep. especially with people putting different size panels on one roof. Yes, It's exactly. actually a no-no. Yep. Oh, okay. So so there is a... You can't do a 150 and a 200 or... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is yes and no. It will appear to work. Yeah. But it's not. And I'll tell you why. Because subtly, the amperages and voltages of different size panels are different. Yep. So you should always match the size of your panel in watts, and if you want to do a really good job, match the manufacturer. Yep. Because you can have two 100-watt panels of different manufacturer, but they have slightly different voltages and slightly different amperages. When they're wired in parallel, the solar regulator gets a mixed message. On the other hand, if we put an 80-watt panel next to a 100-watt, do you know what happens? The 100-watt is pulled down to be an 80 Oh, so right. you get 160 watts, not 180. Yeah, okay. So you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And time and time again, I would take one call a week where a gentleman or a lady would ring me and say, Greg, I've just been given this solar panel from my neighbour who took it off his roof and I want to put it on my caravan. And this poses two questions. A, why did it come off the roof? And B, why do you want to use a 24-volt panel on a 12-volt system? system. I'll answer the first one first. It's come off the roof because his electrician has deemed it faulty. So why would you want to use it? Yeah. Because it looks good and it's free. It's probably the answer. And it's big. And it looks good. Yep. The second answer to the question is, yes, you can put a 24-volt panel for a 12-volt system, but you must incorporate an MPPT controller, which is quite expensive. And for the same money, you can buy a standard regulator and a brand-new 12-volt panel with a warranty. Yeah. So why would you do it? Yeah, exactly. That answers that. Yeah, it's a, and like you say, you're mismatching and you know buying brand A and brand B and putting brand A and brand B together. You don't buy shell fuel and Caltex fuel. You know, generally you stick with Correct. the fuels because 
you don't want those issues. Correct. And if you're going to go up into the Cape or you're going across to the Pilbara or anywhere like that, you don't want to have dramas without, you know, if you've got the sun above you, you want to be able to charge. You know, Lee, the most important part of a cyber system is actually the regulator. Yep. It's like a doctor. It's like Medibank. It monitors the charge of state of the batteries, um, depth of discharge, and it delivers the power to keep those batteries charged whilst extending their life. Yep. Too many times I've done 4 by 4 shows where I get a bunch of fellas walking up to me and they say, oh, Greg, we don't need solar. We take away on holidays two big thumping 120-ampere-hour deep-cycle batteries. One's got a fridge full of drinks. The other one's got a fridge full of food and chicken. And they work all weekend, even through Easter. And then when we get home, we just recharge them. Well, you know what they're doing there, Lee? They're shortening the life of those batteries dramatically. That's right. What comes out of the bank must go back. Picture a swimming pool at home with a hole in it. When my wife's out, I put the garden hose in and fill it up when she's not looking. What comes out the bottom must come in the top. That's it. We're looking for the magic equilibrium. Why not put the money back in the bank while you're camping and have fun with it and learn how it works instead of damaging $600 batteries, which, by the way, batteries are like a punching bag. You hit them too hard for too long, they say, I've had enough, yep. and they won't recover. Yep, that's a great analogy. I love that. That's the way it works. Yep, cool. So transitioning down the track more, we, 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 our panels have come down, our wattage has gone up. Um, you know, the regulators have, you know, gone from 5 amp and 10 amp now to 20 and 30 amp, etc. You've got battery management systems in caravans and motorhomes now. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what brand it is, it's, there's a management system in there somehow. So how do we get it all to talk together? And Do we start on the roof or do we start in the vehicle? Bit of both, Lee. There's two systems. The standard isolated system, when you were, let's just hypothetically say you've got that big Land Cruiser and you're towing your caravan up to Tin Can Bay for Easter. That's a good story, isn't it? Yep. We're flying up the freeway 100 kilometres an hour. The solar system on the caravan is independent. It's wired to a regulator to the battery that's under the bed. So, yes, while you're on the freeway, it's charging that battery. Even though it's dead flat and the best exposure is, you know, 11 to 2 p.m., you're getting a charge. Now I want you to consider the other modern system which is the management system you brought up. Yep. DC, DC charges. This system, folks, connects the crank battery under your bonnet to the rear battery in the caravan, whilst it also has a solar input. I like to talk about misconceptions. There's a misconception here. People think while they're towing that same rig up to Tin Can Bay, they're getting a charge off the panels. Wrong. Those panels in that situation are nothing but a passenger. Yep. Reason why? Under the bonnet of that Land Cruiser is a high-powered output dual-stage alternator pumping out really serious amperage to not only the crank battery, to the house but the one at the back. Yeah. It overrides the solar riding along on the roof. The batteries will always take the highest source of power, and in this case, it's your alternator. When we get to Tin Can Bay, we pull the handbrake on, we slide into park. When we pull the keys out of the ignition... You are now, in inverted commas, a free camper. You're now off-grid. Yep. You're now running off those batteries. How good is that? Yep. Your air conditioning, your fan, your TV, your music, your LED lights, yep. your fridge. All those creature comforts are reliable on a certain bank of batteries and power to replace the power coming out. 
It's just so easy yep. when you get the hang of it. Exactly. And, and like you say, it's, it's, it's setting it up so that you can have that charging while you're driving, but it's also when you pull up, you know that, bang, it's going to start charging straight away. So good light, good sun, it's going to charge your, 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 your the panels on the roof, but it's making sure that the, the brain box, I suppose you want to call it, yeah. that's feeding that into the batteries is, is wrong. Is, is right from the start. So is this the sort of thing that DIY can do or do we do we need to go to professionals or, or, or what's, the, what's the go? If you're good with handy tools, Lee, fitting the panels is easy. I must um, stipulate, though, there's been some changes in the rules of the road around Australia. You must use mechanical fixings for the solar rails through the roof. If it's a fiberglass roof with a uh, sandwich foam sort of interior, you, you've got to be good at that because we come through with a quarter-inch drill bit we use stainless steel body washers. We use white Sikaflex yeah. for the rails to come down, but we do not, underline, do not just Sikaflex mounts down anymore yep. because they are coming off. Yep. People aren't sanding and making an abrasive finish before the Sikaflex hits the glass. Yep. They're just gluing them on and yep. they're coming off. So metal fixings, if you use the right grade Sikaflex, and I use marine grade in white, it seals those holes. You won't have any leaks. You must have the right mounting and that all-important 25mm minimum air gap between the panel yep. to aerate the panel. Yep. Now, folks, you never glue down a panel flat to a surface because it's called uh, encapsulating, and that space of area under the panel gets condensation, which forms droplets, which makes its way up to the junction box, which rusts out your anodes. So we must always mount panels off the surface. And, and, and it's, it's, it's that, but it's also the damage that it does to the surface of the caravan or motorhome as well. It's Correct. We, you know, I've seen some horrendous results in Gelco deformation, etc. from it. And uh, like you say, there's, there's people that use shovels, etc. to get them off the roofs. So. Well, they're those uh, awful flexible panels that yeah. are glued down. Yeah. I'm not a fan and I won't talk about it. I don't want to upset anybody who's got them listening. But they are not as efficient. Yep. If you bend them more than 30 degrees, you'll hear a potato chip crack, which takes one whole row of cells out. Yep. So yep. your 100 watt panels just turned to 60. Yep. And then getting them off the roof's a nightmare, and then you've got to get your favourite surfboard maker to come in and fix your roof. Yep. So, okay, so we've got the, we've got the solution, um, and we've got the panel. So we've got a... What's, what's the average panel these days, or the most conservative panel these days? What, 200 watt? 200 watt is the flagship. Uh, my favourite, and I'm, I'm very passionate about a certain panel that I've designed. And uh, you know, there's certain uh, power curves that are important. The MPPT solar controller locks in two high power curves, amperage and voltage, to give you that maximum power. It's the only regulator that will get 30% more power out of your panel than a standard PWM. Yep. PWM is simply just a switch. Yeah. Once you get to 12.913 volts, it just opens the circuit. Yeah. Whereas the MPPT has two sets of smarts inside it, and it fools the panel and creates a dummy load and gets more voltage out of your panel. Yeah. It, it can also be used for multiple panels in series where we want to increase the voltage. Yeah. And the MPT is the only one that will accept a higher voltage and automatically step it down to 12 volts. Yeah. It's a very good piece of equipment. Very good. And if you're wondering how you... Now, a phony one from a real one, they're quite, quite heavier. They've got a, a heat sink. Some have a cooling fan. Some have LED data. And some have Bluetooth. So you can look at all happening on your telephone. 
Fantastic. And that, that's what everyone wants, that ease now of trying to work out how much is actually going in, but also how much is going out so that they can get their loads right. So Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, I'm probably the most boring guy in the caravan park because I get everyone to come and look at it all happening. <laughs> some people yawn, some people get interested, some people walk away. But but the, the, the industry now is more and more is the go. People are after 600 to 800 watts of panel on their roof. Yep. But we're limited in the space up there. You call it acreage, you call oh, real it estate. real estate. Yep. You're limited what you can do. So, you know... We, I've even had people talk to me saying, oh, they're looking at, you know, putting them bank to bank along the top. And I said, well, what's the point of that? Something going to be the top panel's going to be working anyway. Yeah, look, sun, I, so. I will touch on another misconception, and that is, um, you know, Lee, what turns off a solar panel. There's no switch. The only switch there is is sun, sun down, sunrise, yep. right? Yep. So at nighttime, panels go to sleep. And uh, there is danger of uh, batteries backfeeding your panel. That's why the solar controller has a diode that stops that. Yep. If you didn't have a solar controller, you could drain your batteries if the vehicle was left unattended for a long time. The other thing is, because solar only works in sunlight, why would you park your van under a shady tree? Well, we all know the cheese and biscuits is always saying, I want it in there, Lee, because it's nice and cool. Yeah. All the men say, no, we're parking it in the sun because I want to get yeah. sunshine on my panels. Yeah. Why park in the shade? That's most important. Yeah, yeah cool. So... So the daylight side of things is one. We've now got the panel. We've got the regulator. Do we go down to AGM? Do we go to lithium? What What's the go now? Is it, are we talking lithium is the best by far now? Or, or is AGM still in the... Obviously, it's a price point as well, and people are looking at that. Um, but if, I suppose if you're going to set up to go and have your trip to the you know, to the Cape or, or to the Daintree or to anywhere that you're going, I suppose it comes back to a budget. So, you know... What do you, what's your well, the, the whole lithium story is the new battery. Right? Everyone's talking lithium. It's the most popular thing talked about at the shows we do. Until the price is expressed, people tend to scare off a bit because yeah. they're not cheap. No. There are lithiums coming through on the internet, which are hor- horrifically dangerous. Yeah. And uh, my, my tip is um, if you're going to buy lithium, go to an established brand that's done its homework. Read a lot of reviews. Read a lot of when, stories. Sorry, when you say dangerous, what are you hearing? Or what, what's well, lithium's a whole different chemistry. Yeah. And although it looks like your standard battery, under the lid there's a whole lot of regulators and smarts called the BMS, Battery Management System. It does just that. It manages the battery. Your standard lead acid is basically six two-volt cells in series with an electrolyte in either acid or a glass yeah. mat or yeah. a gel. Uh, a long-time proven battery. Uh, through the ages. However, it has disadvantages, and that is depth of discharge, 50%. Yep. Lithium, you can go all the way to the bottom of the bank. Yep. Uh, the cost of lead acid is still quite affordable, yep. whereas lithium is quite expensive. Yep. Uh, yes, there has been lithium fires, but most of these have been unattended charging of a poor-grade imported pa- uh, lithium battery. Yep. Um, there's some excellent lithium batteries out yep. there now. Yep. It's the weight factor, which is the most important. Yeah, correct. And, and that's it. Everyone wants to go bigger and better, but it's that extra weight that they're going to carry. So lithium is certainly, you can take 60, 70 kilos out of a, pardon me, a vehicle by yep. doing that. So, yeah. so It's a bit different in the caravan game because it's advantageous. Yep. In the big marine game, we like lead acid batteries because it's ballast, like yep. fuel, port starboard, as you can see on my boaty. And uh, we don't put lithium in the tucks of trailer boats getting smashed out crossing a bar because that all-important BMS system just gets 
shaken quite harshly. Yeah. There's a lot about the engineering of a marine lead-acid battery compared to your crank battery under your bonnet because it's yeah. got a surface charge. Yeah. Marine's a bit of both, deep yeah. cycle, uh, dash, crank. Yeah, cool. So I suppose, not wrapping up, but, you know, where where do you see this going in the future? Like, where are we heading? Like, are we heading... Um, you know, are we going to be able to do more with more panel? Are the panels going to get, you know, you talked about the size of the panel now. Are we going smaller or bigger? And well, what, can, what's your thoughts? I on? can give the folks a good tip. And that is, um, if you've only got a, a certain amount of available real estate, you do your measurements, you look at your panel footprint, we call it, length and width, and you start looking at, remember, A, matching the panels, not different sizes, and see how many of the same size panel you can neatly put up on the roof. Now, let's say you think you do need a bit more power. You can connect an external folding solar kit or a blanket away from the caravan, clamping on to the same battery bank. Yep. Because it's a separate source coming in. Yep. What you cannot do is connect two regulators in parallel. Yep meaning connecting up that blanket or solar kit to the same onboard circuit going to that battery together. Okay, yep. Because regulators in parallel are like two cousins at Christmas table. They don't get on. Yep. They give the battery mixed messages. Yep, yep. So you can put external solar from a folding kit or a blanket outside the van back into those batteries. And solar folding kits now you can get 300 watt panels these days. Yeah, well, we are. We're very very well known for our 300 watt yep. which puts out 16 amps and uh, a lot of the industry people are copying that now yep. but look to answer your question to end off where are we going with this we it's only going to get better yep. it's only going to get more powerful and the parts are going to get smaller and hopefully the fourth part is the price comes down yeah which it is yep. like you mentioned the camera game all that came down that's right and TV's the same TV's the same yeah and Stick to your reputable dealers. Study on the uh, computer where to go for advice. It's always there. I'm always here. Yeah. So I'm always talking to people about solar. I'm very passionate about it. Yes. So I can see the passion. It just exudes from you. So uh, so what are you doing your time off? What, just to give a heads up, you know, do you hate, do you hate fishing? Do you hate caravanning? Are you a man of, of that um, Lee, that side of it as well like you know obviously you don't do this 24-7 but Lee I'm 63 now but when I was 17 I was an apprentice at the government garage in Sydney wiring up police cars my passion for 12 volts started as a kid and designing features in police cars to get criminals safely to wherever they were going without whacking the copper on the head yep, yep. very proud of those inventions but from there my hobby was boats small large big I've had them all the boat in my garage is number 10 um, I love wiring. I love helping neighbours with their wiring, their cars, their boats, their solar. I love turning off the lawnmower or a phone call to someone who says, this won't work. Yep. Because, you know what, it's always something simple. And when we ask a question, we all learn off the answer. Yep. It's really a lot of fun. And, hey, I don't know it all, but if you ask me a curly one, you know what, I'll go away and I'll research it. I'll come back and you'll think I'm even smarter than you thought I was. (laughs) That's what I do. Oh, well, there you have it, guys. Um, We've heard it from, like I say, probably one of the best informative, most um, 
Jeez, I don't know. There's so many different variants I could call this man, but uh, he's a good friend of mine, but um, an industry expert to say the least, but uh, a man on 12 volt, um, you know, power supply. Um, it, it, I don't think there's anyone out there that's anywhere near the management side of this person and, you know, the benefits that we can get from, from learning from these industry experts. And like he says, you can do it DIY, but, you know, you've got to do your homework and you've got to do your research. And, uh, Greg, I thank you for coming and, and uh, catching up. Absolute pleasure, mate, and the coffee's always good here. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the thing too. So, so guys, there we are. Um, we've sort of touched on that, and, but I think it's got a lot of information. I'll put some information in the, in, in the subscribe side of things down the bottom, and uh, you can certainly get some more information. I'll share some links and so forth to their product and, and where you can sort of buy that product. So, again, thanks, Greg, and uh, we'll catch up soon down the road. Okay, so there we have it, the chat with Greg Lukey, uh, the man himself from uh, Mr. 12 Volt, Mr. Uh, solar Panel. But um, yeah, look, a very good insight into the world of off-grid. So um, please make sure you share and subscribe down the bottom. Just hit that subscribe button. Um, but, you know, most of all, if you've enjoyed this, please leave me a review and, uh, yeah, just see, uh, see what you can do to share this little bit of the RV tour with your friends and, and your colleagues. So anyhow, till next time, take care. Bye. Thank you.